Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this guy who is always doing something that some people like and don't like. That's right, John Wayne, here I am, back, back with you today. I am, of course, in Wayne Manor, uh, still for a short period of time left in the Wayne Manor that I have, and I am um, in the Studio Vivo nestled in the West Wing of Wayne Manor. Um... And I'm here. Yes, that's right. Thank you for joining me for another episode. If you're new, welcome to the show. Thanks for checking it out. I, of course, am here today. I have my huge cup of piping hot black coffee in my Drink Coffee Hail Satan mug, as always. Of course, I have a big uh, heaping, piping, hyping bowl of uh, Grandpappy's Medicine here. I've been smoking on it a little bit this morning before I got things going. This is Mac 4, is what this this strain is called. Mac 4, delivered to me in a sealed, sealed bags, resealable, uh, smell-proof package, now available. Yeah, that's weird. See, some of the, um, you know, I think, I, like, you know, the prevalence of, of marijuana now being, like, so legal, like, so legal, but it, it, le- being legal in so many states fully and then the rest of the states you know that you got some lax you know there's some hard asses out there of course but i've seen this now like it's like you know sometimes when you're buying from like your dealers here like in texas where where i am currently where it is illegal um to do to you know there's no dispensaries here it's decriminalized in houston now but uh outside of houston i'm not quite so sure how they feel about it but uh like in the surrounding suburbs and stuff but I've been seeing that lately. Like a lot of my you know, people I get weed from, they just have it in like the pre-sealed bags that you get from a dispensary where it's pre-weighed and, you know, it's all, you know, it's, it's you know, you still get, you know, the, um, what I like is when I have one, one, one particular person I get weed from and they have the, the bag, but it's like a huge one that's got like a pound in it or something and they open it up and, you know, weigh it out. That's great. So anyway, I've just been seeing that, you know, and I think that, uh, I don't know if that's, I, you know what, any progress with marijuana is good. Right now, right now, I'm sure we'll. We, there's got good and bad things about it, I'm sure, but we'll we'll hit like a, you know, more of that later on. But uh, right now, I'm enjoying it. You know, I, I'm enjoying the shit out of it, and of course, I love to get good weed. I love to smoke weed, uh, and it's great. So yeah, this was in a, in a nice little sealed up package. Like I just come from the dispensary, just arrive at my front door uh, via some people. So thank you for that. Um, Moving right along here, moving right along, uh, yes, all kinds of things going on, but first of all, let me give a huge shout out to my Patreon homies, my Patreon supporters, what's up guys, thank you so much uh, for the support, I could not do this without you, you rule, you are the best, I appreciate it so, so much, shout out to my Patreon people, uh, if you don't know or uh, maybe are like, hey, what's a Patreon? Hey, I have a Patreon. You can check it out at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And you can uh, join one of the tiers that I have available. Sign up for a monthly uh, donation there and you'll get some goodies every uh, right then and every month. And every single tier gets you access to the awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast, which comes uh, out on Wednesdays from my Patreon page. And it is the podcast in which I talk to artists from around the country and the world. Uh, that I meet all over the place at all these conventions on the road and as I'm traveling and performing, and it is a lot of fun. We're in the 90s as far as episodes go. Not the 1990s, but there's 90-plus uh, episodes 
uh, up there right now. It's it's a lot of fun to do the show and a lot of fun to listen to. So uh, even if you join, even for as little as $1 a month, you join the Dollar Beer Club on my Patreon, you get access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast every week. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So And plus, all the back episodes, there's lots of stuff to catch up on, so you'll be busy for a while. And I appreciate any and all support that I get. Thank you so, so much. Um, but if you want to check it out, check it out. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. So that being said, moving along here, um, I want to say, uh, hey, don't forget my new book, The Cadillac Man, is out now from Death's Head Press. It is, uh, I thank you to everyone who's bought bought a copy already, picked it up, and been posting pictures online and stuff. I love that. I appreciate it so much. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the book. And, um, you know, it's available now, guys. There's uh, whatever... what. Uh, five shopping days till Christmas when this comes out. So, um, you know, maybe you pick it up for yourself or, uh, you know, your, your friend and it'll get here late. You can show up uh, after Christmas. It makes a great Boxing Day gift. I'll tell you that much. You know, if it's not going to get here by the 25th, you get the Cadillac Man here by the 26th. You drop it off at your buddy's house. Hey, happy Boxing Day. They think that you are not only a good person for giving them a present, but that you're worldly and traveled because you're celebrating holidays from other countries. It's great. It's a win-win. It really is a win-win. So check it out. My book, The Cadillac Man, my new novel from Death's Head Press, uh, out now. I know, I know, I know there's a lot of people who I've gotten messages from um, asking about when the uh, signed copies will be available on my website. So they, I know I said that have them already. You, they should be in your hands right now. You should be sitting there saying, I have a signed copy right now, but you don't. And I know why. Because my order was delayed. You know, there's a lot of weird, you know, there's a lot of shit going on. The holidays, things get pushed back. And, and I had a, um, a quantity, you know, that I guess was, you know, got pushed off or something happened. My order got delayed, but it is uh, arriving. And here's the thing. I won't now, not to, and I don't also, also don't want to uh, tell, uh, you know, tell stories out of church here or, or school or whatever it is. I will not be able to send these out until my move is complete. They will be sent out when I move to Las Vegas, uh, which is what I'm doing. If you haven't, if you don't know, we'll talk about that later in a, in a couple weeks here, or even maybe a week. So hold on to your butts. If you want a signed copy, I will have them soon and they will be radical once I get them and I will be pimping them out there. I will be promoting them. Um, but for now they are available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Kindle and all that stuff. So you can get a copy today of my new book and I appreciate it so, so much. Um, very exciting. So there we go. Uh, so this week, you know, I like guys, like I said, I've just, I'm getting a, if you haven't been listening the last couple episodes, I'm moving. From uh, Houston, H-Town, Dirty Third, Third Coast Shouts out, um, you know, uh, and I'm moving to fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, um, and it's going to be great, and um, it's the next step. I'm very excited, and uh, that being said, there's a lot of stuff that goes into moving that sucks, like moving itself, packing, all that kind of thing, um, so that is what I'm doing, uh, you know, packing up Wayne Manor right now. It's it's pretty well, you know, we've got a pretty good dent in it here. Um the old studio of evil is going to be packed up uh, probably here today or later today or tomorrow, you know, most of it. And uh, we'll be we'll be getting it reset, reset back up uh, as soon as possible out there in the new and the new digs. Um, so I'm excited. But that's what this week, you know, has been a lot of just packing and um, 
you know, getting that kind of stuff going. However, you know, have had some, uh, you know, some good times. Uh, the lovely and wonderful Scarlet is here in H-Town uh, from Las Vegas visiting to help me uh, pack up my stuff and get ready. And then we'll just uh, hopefully, if everything goes goes right, just be driving back to Vegas while a, a pod person takes my uh, belongings um, with them, however that happens. But it will. So she's here helping me pack and we've been kind of, you know, got to get out. And one thing that uh, was really cool <clears throat> that I got to do um, just the other night was, uh, you know, get out and see a, a comedy show, a sketch comedy show. And this was cool and and, um, and awesome because um, I got to see, you know, all those people that I, I've worked with in the past, very good friends of mine and, and who I've been in, in uh, Micro Satan with. Uh, if you remember, I've talked about them, the sketch group I was in. Um, and, uh, you know, if you listen to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus podcast, you can hear uh, me speak with Connor Clifton a couple of times, who is the producer of that show and is also the head producer of the Micro Satan shows, um, as well as, you know, writing and acting in them. So they, the show that uh, I got to see the other night, back after first time back after the pandemic and a year and a half or whatever is uh the the show called you now have the floor which takes place in the fictional town of hosewater texas uh in a open forum kind of uh not open forum to the audience but it's 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 like a open forum town hall meeting where there are different town members uh town people whatever members of the community who are voicing their concerns or have the, you know, a town council meeting, whatever they have to say about the town um, or to the, the council. Um, and it's, <clears throat> and it, it is a uh, very, very funny. It is all set up, you know, it's satire and, and the character, it's character driven and based. So all the comedians, the actors, the performers uh, have, they kind of create this character that lives in this backwoods kind of, you know, country Texas town. And uh, so it's, it's, you know, you get a swath of of different types of of characters and performances that they've come up with, all very funny. I had a I had a blast at the show. I was it was glad to be, I was glad to be there, and I was I was happy that it's back. So hopefully, it's going to be back in its you know kind of monthly capacity or however they they're going to do the show. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Shouts out to you guys, Connor. Um, great show. Uh, shouts out to all the performers who 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 uh, were there that night. Great job. I I had a great time. And, uh, yeah, and I, um, I have, I've been on one of those shows before, actually. I played a character. I forget even what I called myself, but I know I was out of prison and living with my mother in Hosewater again. So that was my, uh, kind of premise of my character, but yeah, it's a lot of fun and, and check it out. If you're in Houston, you see the, you see that they're having another show. Um, check them out, man. Great show. Great to be back. It, it really felt good to just go to the show and see it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, also good news. I got, um, you know, Many of you have heard me talk about grown-up story time before. Uh, I have it tattooed, Gust, on my you know my fingers. You know it's a super, super hugely important um, show to me and all the the you know what it's done for my life and right and my writing career and everything. And they are coming back. I know it's been like so you know with the pandemic and everything. Of course, every every kind of performative show like went offline or or I guess more accurately online to. Uh, to be uh, precise, uh, but you know, everyone was trying to scramble to like keep a show going in some kind of capacity um, online where we couldn't meet in you know a theater or whatever or a, a space. So, and Grown Up Story Time did that 
for quite a while uh, during the pandemic, for several months, it was a, a virtual show. And it was pretty cool. They would have you, uh, I guess the readers would record their reading, they send it in and then live the night of the show, you know, the host would be, you know, hosting live and then throwing it to the video of the story. Um, oh no, those of you don't know what grown up story time is, I'm sorry, let me back up and give you this not the overview of it it's a it's a, a show in houston where uh you submit um a story to them uh that's about something that's happened it's creative nonfiction. so something has happened to you um it doesn't have to be funny or crazy it can be sad and important you know but whatever it just has to be well written um in a way and then they if they, if they accept the story someone else in the arts reads your story performs it uh at the show and you know it's great Sometimes it's not, but most of the time it is. And they're back. They're coming back to the live. Uh, it's going to be live and virtual as so far on uh, the 28th of December. So that's just in eight days. So it's a little after Christmas treat. If you're in Houston, um, you can check it out. It's at Rudyard's at uh, eight o'clock on the 28th. And it is going to be uh, wonderful and amazing. I do have a story that will be read in the the comeback show. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm stoked. It's like, yeah, show's coming back and I'm coming back with the baby. You know me, OG, from the streets of Grown Up Storytime. Um, that would be cool if Grown Up Storytime was like a Sesame Street thing and like, you know, you got to be like a Muppet on there and you're from the streets and now we're coming back and we're a little rougher around the edges because of, you know, the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. And we've had to like, you know, Sesame Street or Grown Up Storytime Street has become like, you know, kind of like a gang territory. We've had to like stake our claim and all that kind of stuff. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe this weed is just really good. So, so anyway, yeah. So like, I'm super stoked about that. It was good news to get not, not only to have a story in it, but the fact that it's just coming back And um, right now it's going to be live at, at Rudyard's and it's going to be online. So you can watch it either way. They're going to, you know, live cast it and stuff. So uh, I'm stoked. If I'm still here in Houston, as of now, I do not know what day I'm leaving officially yet. But if I am still here, uh, I will be uh, attending the show to see everyone and uh, enjoy and be in support. So please come out and, and support Grown Up Storytime coming back. It's I, 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 All shows are trying to come back now. I know, uh, like I just talked about, we have the floor, but it's really important that we go out when we can. Like, you know, I, I know it's hard. You people don't want to or whatever that's fine i understand but if you are going out and supporting shows and you can and you feel comfortable doing it go out and support grown-up story time because it you know it had such a profound effect on me and i think a lot of people in the in the city and in the art community and uh it's a good thing and we need it to come back strong so um yeah so let's go support that 28th of this month december so um, yeah, so moving on from all of that, uh, other than those things, like I said, guys, I've been packing hardcore, putting things away. Um, <clears throat> as far as things go on, like the music front for John Wayne is Dead, you know, Chris and I practiced just uh, two days ago, so we're still practicing. We have, what, 17 songs to record for a new record, maybe 18 now. Um, so plans of that are moving ahead. I know I'm moving, but just just to keep you guys uh you know on the cusp of the uh information here. Uh yeah, we are going to record a new record and we are going to record it soon. My I hope to record it in January if not, you know, cuz I have some time off from traveling and we're going to do it in Vegas at a studio. So, I will keep you all posted on that, but as of now that is what's happening. So, you know, John Wayne is dead. We'll have new music in the new year and good things uh and good tidings of cheer. And hey 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 how about a beer or just some coffee right now? Okay. Mm. 
Okay. So, um, yeah, so that's what's going on in my life right now, guys. Just a lot of stuff, getting ready for the move and, um, you know, ready to getting ready to, um, to take the next step and move on here and uh, start a new chapter. But <clears throat> speaking of starting a new chapter, guys, the Corys are lonely. I, I, that's, I, that's the only thing I can say. I don't know how else to say it. The Corys, they need you to call. Okay, we got the Corey hotline here in full effect on John Wayne Lied to You. It is the hotline. You can call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, on Christmas morning, whatever, Hanukkah Eve. It doesn't matter. It's open to call 832-930-1347, the Corey hotline. You can leave a message for me for the show. We'll listen to it on the on the, uh, on the the show here, and I will, you know, comment and answer questions. You can, uh, you know... Comment on what I have to say. We can talk about stuff. No big whoop, you know, just call 832-930-1347. You know, we've had a few callers and they're awesome and they know who they are and I appreciate them. But, uh, you know, I know some other people have some questions out there. You want to call the Corey hotline, call it. Please do. The Corey's need you. 832-930-1347. We have no calls this week. No calls this week. So maybe next week we'll have some calls, uh, you know, and we'll play them and uh, we'll talk. No big whoop, you know, no big whoop. No big whoop. So, yeah. So, give the Corey Holland a call, guys. 832-930-1347. Trying to get this segment off the off the ground here, and it's a, it's a shaky start. But um, I have I have faith in it and the Corey. So, um, moving along here, guys, I think we uh, brings us to our three-card tarot reading of the episode. So, as you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every episode, uh, in which I just write down the things on my mind, and then you look at uh, the cards and the prism of what they say and kind of get new perspective thought exercise. I really enjoy it. Uh, I hope you do too. So uh, with that being said, this week, you know, things on my mind that I wrote down before, you know, before dealing with cards, uh, balance, you know, of course, keeping a balance of everything in your life. It's not a um, one-time deal, you know, you have to, it's constantly something you're having to to work on is is balance in your life. Um, Going from one thing to the other and, you know, just, I want to make sure I keep everything in balance and keep a good look watching it, you know, making sure I keep up with it. Um, smart decision making and in the future and moving forward, you know, I've got, like I said, I'm taking a whole new step in life. I've got, you know, I'm going to have to make good decisions as far as like, you know, the, the, the gigs I take, the, the opportunities that I decide to, uh, embark on or whatever. And I just want to make sure, you know, I'm keeping my mind straight and, uh, on right and making them for the right reasons. Now also planning, you know, of course, planning with not only this move, but, you know, once I get there, you know, the, the, then the real work starts. So just kind of planning that and always keeping uh, my eye on the long term, making decisions based on the long term and what I'm trying to achieve and, and manifest for my life for the long term type of thing, you know, and just keeping that overall positivity, you know, uh, I think so far I've been doing pretty well with it. But, you know, I just gotta make sure you stay positive. I want to stay positive and balanced in, in that uh, respect and not kind of lose my cool or get aggravated, which these things are easy to do and lose patience when you're moving, especially. Uh, but so far, so good. And I just want to keep that good, clean, you know, just smooth attitude going uh, and just make sure I be mindful of that. So that being said, okay. So um, the cards. So first of all, what we get this week is um, the first card is the seven of wands. And this is upright. Actually, today, all of our cards are in the um, upright position. And the Seven of Wands, I like this card a lot as well. This means a lot to me, um, especially like early on when I was learning tarot and stuff. Um, this was an important card to me. Now, so what's happening in this card is 
there's that the person is uh, standing on like a, a ledge or some kind of uh, raise up, and they are higher than their uh, other people that are kind of at the bottom, and they are, you know, trying to knock you down with their wands, and you have a wand that you're like, you know, poking down at them to try to beat them off and essentially keep them from knocking you off where you are. Now, why this? No, so this card. Uh, is basically what it's saying is, you know, you've reached a, a milestone, you know, you've done something. It, it can be huge. Uh, it can be small. It could be whatever it is to you. You've, you've hit something where you, you've taken a step up, you've leveled up and now you're, you worked hard to get there and you're there and it's awesome. You're like, Oh fuck. Yeah, I did it. Um, however, once you get there, it seems like almost immediately, you don't even have time to enjoy it because it's immediately being challenged by, you know, other people who want what you have and that don't believe you deserve to have what you have. And it's all about haters, basically, that are, you know, projecting insecurities onto you and they want to do anything they can to knock you down, to trip you up. And so they could say, ha ha, see, I should have that. I should be there, not them. Why are they there? I'm way back. I would not have done that. I would have done this. You, you See, that's the kind of bullshit that happens, unfortunately, um, when you start gaining ground in your field, when you start having some success. All right. You're, you know, you're going to have, you want to think that everyone's going to be like, all right, great job, man. I can't believe it. You're doing it. I knew you could, you know, whatever, but that's not an, always the case. So when this happens, you have to, um, you know, be ready to, you know, not only you have, you have to, you we have to fall back on that, like discipline and hard work ethic that got us there to begin with, because like I just had mentioned before, once I get to Vegas, then, then the then the work starts. Like this is kind of like you worked really hard to get there. Now you're there. Well, guess what? Now the work starts, and you're like, oh shit, because you have to work hard, not only to keep progressing so that you can make it to the next step in your you know on your path, but you also have to you know divert energy to keeping these you know fighting off these people that are trying to bring you down or uh, pr protecting. Basically, you you're like kind of having to continually prove yourself to these people who are disparaging you, trying to drag you down. So, you know, what, like, the the best thing, you know, to do, of course, you don't want to engage in, in someone, like, coming after you or, you know, especially online or anything like that. It's It's best just to let your work speak for itself. Let the work speak for you. That's what I like to do. Uh, you know, I don't have to sit here and call you an asshole. You know, you're an asshole if you're if the, if you're acting this way. And I just let my work speak for itself. Like you can say all you want, but here's what I'm doing. You know, and that that's what you have to do. And you have to stand firm in that. Believe in that. You have to believe. Have like that confidence and that kind of that that like strong self belief where you're like, dude, I don't fucking care. I'm here and you're not. And here's why. Boom. Here's the work, bitch. You know, that's, that's how I look at it. Um, so <clears throat> in a lot of times, if, if this has never happened to you before, like maybe it's, it is kind of happening or it's, it's about to happen. You know, we just have to, you know, don't rush. Don't think that like you have to run, you know, you're all of a sudden having to run up there and do it. it. It it does come. You do have to do that. But uh just understand that like it's 
a part of it and you just draw on what we've learned. Like I always talk about, you've been through, we've been through uh, other obstacles that we can take the lessons from that, apply them to this. And if we've been through this before, we can remember we did it already. You know, we, we've done this before. We can do this. So, but it's very important just to have that confidence, hold our ground. Do not let these haters like tear you down or make you feel like you don't deserve to be where you are because you do. And that's what we have to you know, remind ourselves of must keep reminding myself of this. Uh, yeah, because you deserve it. You worked hard. You're there. And this is just some bullshit people projecting their inadequacies onto you because, uh, you know, they just it's not happening for them. It's not their time. They don't know how to do the work slash want to do the work. It's just whatever. So fuck them. Um, but just, you know, just keep a level head. Keep working. Let the work speak for itself. And then just keep moving forward and, and, and don't let these haters bring you down. Like, you know, my, a good friend of mine, Reverend Butter, uh, shouts out, dude said to me years and years ago, uh, haters make you famous. I know other people say that, but he said it to me specifically. I always think of that when I, you know, when something like this comes up, haters make you famous, dude, let them talk, you know, let them talk because whatever, you know, if they hate you so much, if they think you're such a hack or whatever, what the fuck are they talking about you for? Exactly. See, they're just haters to make you famous. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's, a. Uh, was there something else I wanted to say about this card? I feel like there was, um, I forget. Anyway, next card, the sun, here comes the sun, little baby. Uh, I think that's a song. So the sun, man, <clears throat> also in the upright position. And of course, what a fun card. You got a naked baby riding a horse. The sun is up, smiling, shooting rays of happiness everywhere. Great card. Um, and this is a, a card of that. It's it's a it's a positive card. This is about this card. This, you know, it represents like, you know, the success and abundance. And it's just like, like I said, the the radiating of happiness from the sun, you know, and and it's just all of these good things, this positive vibe. Great energy is around you right now. You know, there's some this good you feel just feel good you've maybe been through something tough and are coming at the end of it you are just in a place where everything is good for you you're on a positive wave and you are radiating that it is coming off of you people are able to tell that you are happy or they can see your joy just when they like you know come upon you those kind of like you're in that position right now like that something has come about like you know, and, and of course, looking back at the seven of wands, it could be because you just leveled up. So now you're like, hell yeah, man, I'm, I feel really good about it. I'm making the next step, whatever. This is good. And, <clears throat> you know, with with the sun, the sun is like, you know, and maybe you're not going through this, but it, it does want you to, to if, if, if you're like still going through a hard time, it's basically saying like, hey, you're, you're going to come out of this soon and it's going to be. Now, and you're going to see what the bright side of this is. You will experience this warm, awesome energy because you're going to come out of this. You know, you're going to come out of it. So with that, you know, there's a lot of uh, what I like about this is this, the radiation part of it, radiating it. Um, it's kind of like opening, keeping your uh, intuition flowing. It's a keeping this positivity flowing through you just along same way that you do your intuition. And, uh, you know, and basically right now it's important just with this card to just be that positive influence that uh, not even maybe not even influence but positive bastion in people's lives or beacon that they can look to without trying you know just have that out there and it's going to affect people in a good way and that's kind of how we have to look at 
this. Like we feel really good. Let's share this. Let's help people around us reach this this level. Or let's just you know lift them up, bring them around you, just hang out. You know, sometimes all you have to do is hang out with somebody to to feel good. They don't have to do anything for you, or or you know, just hang out, have a couple beers, tell some stories, and that's all you need. You know, <clears throat> you have a lot of confidence. This card is like says that like it's showing like you're you're overflowing with it people know that people want to be around you because of this so uh you you have this attitude of life is good and you, it shows on you and people want to have that as well so they're you know kind of coming so it's a good time of being just you know we've gotten to a new level and we're feeling this good energy we're feeling uh positive and and we should be we should want to share that like and like i always say you know when do, someone has success in your group especially or in your career or whatever you're peer group it's good everyone comes up everyone comes up everyone benefits from that and you should be happy for for people who get the raise or get the book deal or whatever because you know why why not what who do you think you are so anyway anyway moving on last card uh another another card i like another card i, I seem to get a lot five of swords and this is uh also in the upright position um so in the five of swords the person is like you know, holding uh, swords in their hand while, uh, you know, there's some on the ground and some people are walking away like they look like they got their ass kicked by you or something. So with this card, it's like basically you've come out of uh, uh, maybe an argument, a disagreement, you're falling out with people, uh, maybe a friend group or workers or some something has happened and a conflict has happened, but you're and you're walking away from it, it's over, but there is like no real winner here. You know, there's a, you're still going to feel a sense of loss from this. No one, no matter how it turns out, you understand? Like, does that make sense? Like whatever happened in this, like you, you know, whoever even looks out came out as the victor, uh, you lose still like you, 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 it costs you. It's, you know, trust from people, certain respect, uh, some, you know, so it's isolated you from some people. These kind of things ha have happened through this battle. And, you know, it is over. You're walking away from it. And it's it's a little harder to put it behind you than you thought. Um, but you, you, you know, you just have to just basically decide if, if, if this was the hill you wanted to die on. This card is all about kind of picking your battles, right? And if it is the hill that you want to die on, so so be it. Like if you know, sometimes that's how it is. You you walk away like this, and that's just it. But if you are looking at avoiding something like that, it, it's basically saying, you know, hey, what, you know, decide what's important to you. Decide with this point of view or this uh, idea or whatever it is that you have is worth. Is it is it that important? Can you see something from the other side, or just do you have to beat this over the head, or does this even have to do with something like that? It's just done. So this is all about picking your battles. This is all about um, also being able to see someone else's point of view. And, and and if it's like you're wrong, being able to say, yeah, I was wrong. You know what? You are right. It's that it's coming to terms with that um, as well. So it's like, you know, it wants you to look for common ground between these kind of things that happen um, maybe for the next time. But, as, you know, or if you can still use that in this particular situation still but if not like really this is kind of about the end of that like you're moving on from this and you feel these feelings of like well no one really won in that you know um so it's like learning next time it's good you know next time it's going to lead to a better way uh of of resolving a situation like that
if you even allow yourself to get in a situation like that again. So there we go. That's our that's our reading for the day. Uh, I I got a lot out of that. I hope you did too. You know, we come from our seven of the wands. We've we've up taken a step up, realizing that you know we've got to work hard and keep the the detractors away and those trying to pull us down, and and realize that we deserve to be where we are, um, and no one can tell us different. And then that you know we move on to the sun. We've got this positivity. We've shown that we can do what we say we we are going to do, and we're we're showing that to other people and sharing that positivity and that. Uh, idea that of success and that it is possible and whatever however that may be for you we're on that and we're like yes we're gonna we're gonna do it and then you know to the five of swords where you know we've we're we're also walking away from this conflict a conflict learning a lesson learning how to pick our battles for the next time or how to navigate that better um so you know we have to go through things to get to where we are a lot of times. So that was our reading for today. I got a lot out of that. I hope you did as well. Uh, very, very cool. So before we move on, I did want to talk about, uh, it is the holiday season and <clears throat> I, you know, I've told a lot of holiday stories back, you know, the other couple of years that I've done this show. So I don't have a holiday story later, but I, I do want to talk about like, you know, this has brought, you know, some cool fucking like, uh, metal ass fucking holiday Christmas things, um, that, uh, Scarlet uh, introduced me to Gryla the Witch. That's Gryla the Christmas Witch. Um, as a Nordic Norse, uh, you know, basically uh, Christmas legend, who uh, you know, she comes down uh from the mountain. They, you know, she's and asks parents to give her their disobedient children so that she can eat them. Now, and that says like you can get rid of her by giving her food or chasing her away. Um, but now like current day, it says Gryla, which means growl, can detect children who are misbehaving year round. And she comes down during Christmas to eat the bad kids. Basically, that's the naughty or nice thing. Um, and she has an insatiable appetite. So she she never has a shortage of food, um, she says. So, um she also, and, and then what she has is, with Gryla, she has what's called the Yule Cat, and she has 12 sons. They're called the Yule Lads, or 13 sons, I'm sorry. And the Yule Cat is her cat. It's a vicious cat that comes down during Christmas to eat people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. What a fuck. Like, what if you can't afford it? He just eats you. I mean, I don't know. That's that's weird. But um, and and what they, they said this was used for uh, the threat of being eaten by the Yule cat was used as far by farmers as an incentive for their workers to finish uh, processing the wool before Christmas, so they could get new clothes and get the new clothes out and not be eaten by the the Yule cat. Um, and and then if that's not bad enough, you got the Yule lads who are coming down with Gryla. And she's got the cat. She's got these kids, 13 mischievous pranksters. They steal and, and harass. They're, they're just pranksters. But what they do, their main thing with Christmas is the 13 nights leading up to Christmas or the Yule, they arrive and one by one, one by one come down on those 13 nights and leave gifts in children's shoes. But if the children have been bad, they leave a rotten potato in the shoe instead. I mean, what is that? Rotten potato? So you put your foot in and step in a rotten potato? Or you're like, oh, no, rotten potato. I don't know. That Norse people don't talk like that. But, you know, I don't know. 
<clears throat> I don't know. I might want to be eaten instead by the Yule Cat or something. You know, get a baron potato maybe. I don't know. Lots of interesting things. But these are just a couple of things that I thought was like, you know, Christmas is metal sometimes. You know, sometimes there's no, like, you just get eaten and shit by a cat or a or witch and uh, end up with a potato in your shoe. You know, it's not all, uh, you know, Coca-Cola and Christmas bears and sunny balls and uh, solar flares. You know, sometimes it's... Uh, bloody cats and weird kids and witches eating your guts out, you know. Merry Christmas, though, by the way. Just Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so that's, uh, you know, what we got there. So that was our reading. And I just want to talk a little bit about those, uh, share those wonderful holiday tales uh, that uh, were brought to my attention and shared with. So that being said, I think we'll move on to our uh, ho- our holiday. Now, our story portion of the day. Um, this is a story all about how. No, I was so the other week, couple weeks ago, I've been you know kind of staying in hotels from here, you know, all around, and I was thinking of uh, a, like a hotel story that hit me the other week, and I I, I was going to share it, but then I got to kind of put it on the the list to get through a couple other things and some recaps and stuff, but I decided to tell it um, this this time, and uh, you know so. Uh, this is about staying in a hotel as a, as a young man and on, on a school trip, perhaps. And, um, and, and we'll call this, uh, uh, what, what are we going to call this one? Let's call this, um, I'll sleep in the chair, but I'm not watching. Yeah, that's what we'll do. So. As I've said before, when I was in school, uh, back in a lad, as a lad, not a Yule lad per se, but a lad uh, nonetheless, uh, I was a theater kid. You know, I was a you know did the theater stuff. I was in all the plays, and I did the speech tournaments. So, what a speech tournament is, if you don't know, you go uh, basically during high school, middle school. You have like a, it's a competition. It's a theater kind of acting competition. They have debate as well, but I was in the acting side of it and. You had, uh, you know, events. You did a 10-minute, you know, solo dramatic, in, you know, reading or, I mean, not reading, but interpretation and humorous. We had to duet and all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, poetry, prose, impromptu. There was just, there's all kinds of, you know, things. But those are like the core. And, you know, these tournaments would be at other schools uh, on the weekends. And, you know, sometimes they'd be like, you know, you'd be hitting them heavy weekend after weekend and go into one after the other. And, and you're basically there from Friday night till Sunday and uh, you, all day. But when they're close, it, it's, you know, you have to take the bus there Friday, you bus back, you know, Friday night late. And then you have to be at the school like at 6 a.m. or depending on how far away the place is and uh, take the bus you know, all the way to the other school again, ride it back Saturday night and do the same thing on Sunday. Um, so it's like being at school all weekend uh, when you're not at school. So, but you're doing what you love, right? So we that's, that's how they would work. And you'd go all weekend and have a, you know, have a great time, I guess, and win or not. And uh, it would be fun. But very rarely, now, now, like if you qualified for state or um, some of these big, bigger tournaments that you had to qualify for, uh, with certain like winnings in certain places, those would be out of town. They would you'd be in some city in Texas somewhere uh, where you'd have to go to and stay um, overnight. But then there was a with with very few exceptions for other ones. But I do remember 
uh, we did get to take some pretty in, uh, cool trips uh, with my speech uh, tournament days that were a lot of fun. One of them, we went to Boston. I think I told that story on here because uh, we, yeah, we performed. We were at this tournament in Harvard. That was cool. We flew there and uh, stayed and stuff like that. Another one, um, we went to Corpus Christi, I think we were. We stayed a few days. And this one, I believe we were in Lubbock in this story, if, if I may, uh, if, if I may, I believe that that's what it was. So I think we're in the city of Lubbock for the ter- for the purposes of this story, uh, that it'll just be there, which is a city in Houston or Houston city in Texas. <laughs> so, you know, we go, so we have these rare tournaments where it's not necessarily a special one. It's not like a huge, like the state tournament or the regional finals or the fucking, you know, big blast dickathon. It's just a regular tournament. That's at a school that is, you know, hours and hours away in, another, in a whole nother part of the state. And I, I really honestly don't know what dictates or how the decision is made um, if our school goes to that school to participate and vice versa. I'm not sure if it's a voluntary thing, like the schools are like, yes, or if it's a prestige thing, like this is a, this is known as a you know, great tournament for your school to participate in. It's probably a lot of, it's probably a little of all of that, right? And I just don't know and was just oblivious and didn't give a fucking care because I was doing my own thing like I always am, bitch. So uh, this tournament we go and it's like, you know, we are fucking hyped. You know, me, my friends, we're all hyped about it because it's like, hell yeah, dude, we're going. We get to stay in a hotel. Hee, hee, hee. Well, what a lot of fun we will have. You know, we're not going to, you know, we don't have to like drive in a bus or anything. You know, we, we get our own rooms hanging out. Not our own like room. We had to share like four to a room, just so you know. Like, you know, and so that's how it was. And uh, <laughs> so, so, um, in my so okay so we have you know I have my group of guys and and gals that I hang out with your core group and then you got the whole team and everything and then you have like the ones that sometimes participate sometimes don't but but you're still friends with um outside of and th- this it's like about this guy now I won't you know I'm going to change all the names to protect the the innocent here but we'll call this guy uh you know Bobby for you know whatever so let's say Bobby you know he's he does he he uh he was more into theater and speech and stuff when he was like a freshman but then he got a little older uh throughout the years he kind of fell back out of it because like he also was kind of a, he was kind of a poon hound this kind of was a ladies man you know he got a lot of got a lot of girls and that and and as you know sometimes that can become your focus it can distract you from your uh craft and you know all that kind of stuff um but so be it and uh, so, yeah, so he was coming to this tournament and I always liked hanging out with uh, with old Bobby here because is that what I called him, Bobby. Yeah, because um, he because he was cool. You know, he's like, like, I think two years older than me, maybe. And uh, he had a he had a truck so he could drive us places. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, like I said, he, he also got a lot of ladies. And when you're like, you know, an awkward, nerdy weirdo like me, uh, you're you're in the middle of shape shifting into awesome mode, you're kind of like, okay, let me, you know, get some pointers or let me say, you know, maybe I can get some runoff, you know, pussy from this guy, you know, ride his drag stream or whatever, you know, that is their slipstream. I don't know. And anyway, 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 he's coming. We get to pick like, Hey, you know, sign up for your roommates or whatever, you know, so we're trying to figure it out. And it was like me, 
and uh, my me and one of my uh, good buddies, we were you know we signed up to be together, and then also in the room with Bobby and another one of our buddies, uh, Rick, we'll call him, and um, you know, and my my other uh, friend, we'll call him, uh, you know. Um, Steve, <laughs> I'm like, what? Who can I call him? Bobby Rick and Steve. So, so I'm in the, you know, we're we're gonna stay. Well, yeah. And then our other buddies, you know, uh, because we, you know, we we roll deep, you know, not just four four, you know. So we we're getting like trying to get a, you know, adjoining rooms or whatever, but we don't. Uh, but you know, we're all in the same kind of block of of hotel rooms, right? And uh, and this is also one of those like, you know, motel, I guess, where you enter from the outside. You know, the out, you walk out the door, you're outside. You know, and you walk down the, the sidewalk to the other rooms and stuff or upstairs. So we're stoked to have a fucking hotel room, you know. Like, I don't know. I think I was 16 or something at this point or maybe just 16. And, uh, you know, it was just cool. You know, you're, you're in a hotel, but you're not with your parents or, you know, whatever. You're with y- your boys, you know. It's like, all right, you know, we can get into some trouble. Let's do it. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, you know, we were, I mean, like I said, I wasn't the awesome dude I am today. So I was a little like, whatever, trying to figure it out, but it was still, we were awesome. We were having a good time. But so as we're going, so we get there on Friday and, um, you know, or, you know, but wait, you know, early and all this stuff. And Bobby, so he's in, he starts telling me, he's like, Hey man, um, you know, so, um, this chick, we'll call her Suze, you know, Suze, uh, I think I'm on a banger this weekend. And I'm like, whoa, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you know? It's like, because she said she was. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a, yeah, that's probably why you think so. So I'm like, awesome, awesome. Okay, cool, man. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, you know, he's telling the other guys, guys, yeah, I think I'm going to bang Suze this weekend. We're like, oh, well, yeah, how are you going to do this? And then it starts coming, uh, like, ev- like the realization of this is like, wait, are you, if you're going to do this, where are you going to do it and when? Because we're all in the same room together. And he's like, yeah, I know. We got to talk about that. So we're like, okay. <laughs> so we like, I think we do all the thing, um, you know, Friday night. It doesn't happen, you know, Friday night. We're just talking about it. We get there. We do the thing. We do our, our events and go back to the room and whatever. But it's Saturday. He's like, yeah, it's happening tomorrow, guys. Be ready. And we're like, be ready for what? He's like, we're going to have to figure it out. So we we get through the day, we go back to the room um and uh Saturday evening and and you know our our coach like I've talked about her before, Miss Miss Green. Uh you know, she was just such a fucking stick in the mud about fun. Everything had to be so professional and prim and proper with her. We had to like all dress a certain way and stand and clap for everyone. Just all this shit that she would make us do that was just stupid because she believed in it being like this oh holier than like it was going to give us some certain air of like elitism I guess. I don't know. I hated it and I really hated the way that she she and I butted heads like so many times. It was awesome. Uh, But um you know, she was like, absolutely none of this. There was to be no one in anybody's blah, 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 and all these rules. And she's like, all right, and if that isn't, you will go home, you'll call your parents right now, and now they will come and get you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, sure. Um, and, and you're going to be like, what, doing the rounds or some shit? She's like, I'll be calling rooms and making sure everyone's in their room by this this time and da-da-da. I'm like, okay, so so by 10, like you're going to call everyone at 10, say, and like we just answer and say, yep, we're here, we're going to bed, and then that's it. 
you know, leave the phone off the hook and go out. So anyway, it's just really stupid. A lot of, a lot of empty threats as she was just trying to rule through fear, I believe on that trip, but we're there. So we're in the room and with Bobby is like, all right guys. So we're like, well, where are we supposed to fucking go? And he's like, I don't know, figure it out. And, uh, and he's like, I'll be in my bed. And he was sharing his bed with Rick and Rick's Rick's mainly like, well, what the fuck am I, where am I supposed to sleep? And he was like, I don't know, sleep in the chair or sleep, go, go to someone else's room and sleep. He's like, but there's not even another bed for me to sleep in somebody else's room because there's always two, already two people in the beds. He's like, I don't fucking know, man, but I'm going to bang this chick in the bed tonight. So you're going to have to not be in the bed with me. And, uh, like, okay. He's like, oh, fuck man. Why are you fucking serious? And he's like, not believing it. And, uh, I'm like, at one point I thought this was awesome. I was like, uh, I was like, Hey man, Bobby, what are you doing? Dude, he's in the bathroom. He's like, I'm giving my dick a pep talk. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. He comes out. He's like, just giving it a pep talk. Just saying, Hey, you know, get ready. We're going to have a good night. Let's go out and win one for the Gipper or something. I was like, all right, got to give your dick a pep talk every once in a while. So we're all like, giggling and laughing about like haha and there's a little bit of like this isn't really gonna happen kind of like we're feeling like it's just like whatever this is a lot of talk you know he's not surely he's not gonna bring some chick in our room and just bang her in for with us all in here well that's what you would think and then knock on the door after the old check call check to the room there she is old Suze. hey guys what's up i'm just gonna c- come over to chill and watch a movie with you guys yeah sure you are um, and then, so the thing is, is like, so we get, I get in the bed with my buddy, with, uh, Steve or whatever, we're sharing the bed and Rick just like pulls up. It's not even a chair that like is very like a super padded chair or one that like reclines. He gets in this chair cause this chick gets in the bed with, with old Bobby. And, uh, we got the TV on for a little while and, uh, and I'm like, really just like, dude, I, I really want to fall asleep. I do not want to be. I, this is cool, like whatever. Like you gotta do what you gotta do, but I don't want to be uh, awake during this. So we had the TV on for a little bit, and then I remember he was like, "Nick, turn the fucking TV off." Like uh, Bobby was like, "He's like, no, man, uh, I'm watching." He's like, "No, you're not. Turn this fucking TV off." He's like, and he was like, "I don't want to," but he did, and he's like wrapped up in barely like a little blanket and trying to put his feet on our bed and s- re- sleep in this fucking chair, and it's just awful. And then like. You know, I, 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 I can say that I dozed off. I fell asleep to the, 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 the lulling, peaceful sounds of sloppy makeout. But I don't, uh, I did not uh, remain awake during the uh, coitus, if you will. And so the next day we woke up and like, you know, she was gone and shit. Like, of course. And I was, we were like, what? You know, bang. He's like, yeah, I did. But I didn't get to, he's like, I fucked her, but not all the way. You know, I, I got to have to do it again. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, uh, and then after that, like Rick here, he's all like, wow, man, that's, man, you made me sleep on the fucking chair. And he's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Uh, you know, um, it's just how it is. But that was funny. And then it was like, after that, of course, we're just playing like, uh, clean, not clean up. That's, well, that was definitely the wrong term. Not clean up, but like damage control. Because then people are like the, the rest of the the people on the team are like oh Susan didn't stay in the room last night where was she was she in the iron room what happened what happened where you guys and we're like well no i don't know what you're talking about we all like we're sleeping like they fucking she blah, blah, blah. we're like just damage controlling the whole thing trying to sweep it all under the rug and uh 
we thought we did a good job and then it kind of came back to school with us and then we had to kind of squash it a little bit more um like play it really play it down like no what the fuck are you talking about nothing happened i don't think that happened you're you're out of your mind but like after that like but still rick would never let uh uh, old bobby live that down he would bring up like how he had to sleep in that chair all the time even when it did not even apply to the situation it was just like you know where are you maybe sleep in that fucking chair and just be like shut up dude you know why and uh it was fun it was a fun time um we all had a good laugh at it and it was a good hotel time you know go to the hotel story you know i was sleeping in all these hotels lately i don't know, it just popped into my mind and uh you know it, it's it's not all it's not all that bad being in theater you know uh, you get to stay in a hotel sometimes you know you get to sleep in a chair while other people bang in your bed go team <laughs> All right, there you go. Hey, what a time, everyone. What a time of uh, looking back and being alive and uh, living in hotels. So thank you all for joining me for another episode. I appreciate it so, so much, guys, especially if you're new to the show. Thanks for joining me. If I just met you at a con or a, or a, or a market, I appreciate you checking it out. Thank you for the support. Uh, as always, you can go to johnwayneisdead.com for all of your John Wayne needs and wants. Go to the shop page there to pick up my books, records, t-shirts all kinds of good stuff uh also you can go to the shows page there because 2022 dates are coming up there are some up there now and more to come soon so just go to johnwaynesdead.com for all of that please remember to pick up my new book the cadillac man uh from amazon kindle barnes and noble and death said press and i keep a lookout for when i will have my copies and signed ones that i can send out to you if you're still waiting on those coming soon uh please go to my patreon give me a little extra support if you like patreon.com slash johnwaynesdead get access to the awesome for life boner bonus podcast every week plus other great fun goodies and um don't forget to check me out on tiktok uh twitter and instagram at john wayne is dead and uh have a happy um ho ho or whatever the hell you do this season and um you know let's keep that uh good time hotel fun alive this yuletide time yule cat bye (laughs)